0: You're listening to the best of ITW, brought to you by Pop Guide and WikiLeaf. The new and deadly menace lurking behind closed doors.
1: Marijuana, the
0: burning weed with its roots in hell. On this episode, ITW welcomes musician Ed Udis of the band Zebrahead.
1: Talking about episode number.
2: Well, we don't know the numbers yet, but we're going to talk about we're, your, we're, our friend, your friend,
1: your friend, my friend, f- our friend, all of our buddy, Yudis. Ed Udis from uh,
0: Zebrahead. Yeah. Zebra.
1: From Zebrahead. And that's what they're called in a lot of countries Zebrahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what the kids say. He was yeah. a fucking angel. Oh, he is an angel. I just talked to Ed. I saw him day before yesterday yeah. um, briefly, but uh, he's doing great. Uh, so it's been a while since we talked to Ed. Yeah. Since then, he's gotten a lot sexier. Has he? Oh, yeah. He's looking great. I just saw him, uh, like I said, day before yesterday. And I walked in, and I was like, Ed, you're looking good. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I've known Ed since I was a kid, dude. I fucking love that dude so much, man. And having him on was cool. And it was cool and inspiring to hear his story. Yeah. Because, I mean, he he fucking went through a lot, man. Mm. And he overcame it. And he's fucking... Kicking ass with Zebrahead, they have a new album, and he's drumming his heart out, and he's
2: still using cannabis, and yeah. still, and he was he 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 had said on the on the podcast that he yeah. had, if I remember correctly, he had kind of grown up a more with a more conservative view of cannabis too, and so he was a bit more mm-hmm. reserved about using it and stuff. Yeah, like whatever that. uptight Ed of the no, past. but
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he did start using it medicinally, right? Every, yeah, he did. He yeah, really did use it he, medicinally, and yeah. he overcame uh, some. Drug use. Yeah. Cannabis. Yeah. So it's pretty heavy. A lot of people. Like, that's a pretty, you know, like, yeah. I don't
1: want to spoil the episode at the beginning, but yeah. Dude went through some shit, man. And, uh, but he's a great, inspirational guy. Great fucking family, man. Great drummer. Amazing dad. Amazing drummer. Uh, he owns a really successful business, Get Off My Case Custom Flight flight Case Company. Cool. Yeah. Like, so, like, a lot of, like, when Flogging Molly's on tour, all the gear that's getting brought in—it's a lot. Of, those are all his cases. A lot of big touring acts all use his gear, so it's cool.
2: And bandmate to Mr. Dan by Stereo, well. what's that? And bandmate to Mr. Dan by Stereo. Oh yeah,
1: Dan of Death by Stereo also plays in Zebrahead with Ed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got to get
2: Dan on this fucking show sometime. Oh, yeah. We need Dan on the show so fucking bad, dude. Yeah, fuck, he's the fucking funniest dude ever. Yes, yes. Funniest so, dude ever. Yeah, but Ed was lovely. And that was uh, That was come on. Was, I just went yeah. I'm all, well. Uh, you, like we're getting pretty stoned. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and, and I'm sorry.
2: Uh, but the, 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 we shot that we shot Ed and um, and uh, Mama Troy and a few others at um, your friend's venue, and it's slipping my mind. At slide, slide bar. bar and, um, and Dan from Atreyu. And Dan from Atreyu. Dan Jacob. Yeah, that was fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Fullerton, Orange County, if I remember yes, correctly. Yeah, the from slide the, bar in Fullerton
1: owned by Jeremy Popoff of the band
2: Lit yeah that's oh, right that's yeah, awesome yeah, him, yeah. and he was a really friendly and... guy that was a fun night man dude he's a good you dude you guys man. played that oh that's later, right that's why we were there that's we still right. have an Into the Weeds banner there I think and maybe submerged <laughs> <laughs> it's probably buried in some fucking behind some kegs in the basement at this point <laughs>
1: that's awesome we don't have basements um, oh that's right yeah cause we're awesome we're from the west coast man we're in the sun we don't need to go
2: underground whatever do you need, to, do you need whatever, to shift around in your chair all the time? Whatever, maybe? Canada. You
0: know, one tsunami and you're not going to be talking like that. You know that. what, man? Yeah. You don't
2: want <laughs> <You don't worry. laughs> Act of God. One tsunami, you're fine. You're allowed to laugh if it makes it sound funnier. I'm <laughs> A little bit of background um, laughing doesn't hurt.
1: Anyways, yeah, Ed's a fucking amazing dude. Fucking rad times getting to talk to him after knowing him for so many fucking years. I've known that dude since... How'd you guys meet? Where did I meet Ed? Ed knew a lot of my friends when I was younger. Ed was in a band called 409... And his band would change their name every show. So it really helped him get big. Um, <laughs> but they were just this really funny local band. And uh, they were called Frank Rizzo one night. Like they would change their name. And I was into his band. And I was going to his shows. We had friends in common. And then, uh, all right, you know, a lot of people may not know this. I don't know if we brought it up on that podcast. But I was at a venue. Yeah. My friend Sergio comes running up to me and he's like, dude, fucking. My girlfriend's in some shit by the bathroom, and I told this dude to leave her alone. And he's like, That dude's gonna come after me to beat me up. And I was like, Oh, fuck, you know? And, and he's all, this fucking big ass dude, and I'm like, Oh, no. And I'm like, Where is he? And he's all He's by the bathroom, and he, but he's still harassing her. I'm a Fuck. So we ran over there, and he's like, We're fucked. Like, basically, <laughs> and we ran over there, and I was like, Oh, God. And he talks some shit or whatever, and then the dude turns around like he's gonna get us, and Ed walked over and just fucking went. Oh, like wow. that and just clocked him because he knew Sergio, but he kinda knew me. And he fucking socked the dude, man, and, and fucking saved us from getting beat up. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And I was like, wow, and we never yeah, we never really talk about it. It's funny. But yeah. Shout was, out Mr. Yudis. Yeah, it's like when I first real experience with him. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he punched a dude. Yeah. But uh and I we all like just ran out of it. That'll forge a friendship. Oh yeah. I was yeah. at Club three six nine yeah. in Placentia, California. Placenta, yeah. California? Placenta, yes. Huh placentia i hear it's delicious there <laughs> no, it's beautiful this time of year um but uh uh yeah
2: fucking ed dude he's the he's, best he dude. was it was it was great to get to hang out with him and um that cool. whole experience that whole night and then getting to again watch you guys at that spot that's fun man. with all like you know a whole bunch of friends that came up to yeah. see you and they went off for you guys that night dude, it was fucking so fun yeah dude. that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun that's cool it was cool we had a great night thanks again for setting that up too man yeah man shout out to jeremy you know, pop off. Thanks for sometimes, letting us use the slide bar.
1: Sometimes you're really useful, dude. Well, you know, and <laughs> shout out Josh at Slide Bar, everybody, Ramon,
2: yeah. everybody. They were all like the hospitality at that place was actually unbelievable. Fucking on point, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're on fucking point, huh? You know,
1: uh, I think that was the night Rabo's chick ate my nachos. They made me nachos, and I I can't let that go. It was in the in the dressing room, and I came in the dressing room, and there it was like, like that, and my fucking
2: nachos, mostly. Reverse shout out to Robo's chick. Yeah, X X You know, I'm just. uh, Is that is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, he was like, where are you at
1: the nachos? We're done." Yeah, (laughs) thank you,
2: Robo. Shout out, (laughs) Robo.
1: Real you know I mean, like, what's
2: his other band called? His metal band, Caustic. They're so dude. Good. That big they're fucking
0: ripping.
1: Caustic with a K. Everybody, yeah, they're on all the streaming things and all that. Rabo, fuck yeah, yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's awesome. Yeah, he, he like he like he's a friend of he, Ed too. Is he? Yeah, you like how I just tied it back into Ed. Yeah, yeah that did. was really good. Friend
2: of Ed, a friend of Ed. Do you think he's Ed punched somebody out for him?
0: What did we do? Did Ed punch somebody out for him. Whatever. Who'd no. think we
1: are in a fight, Robbo or Ed? <laughs> I Ed's a pretty big fucking dude, man.
2: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, they're both too nice. I think the they next- would both bow out. They would be like, you know what? Let's just be bros. Uh, that's nice anyways Ed's the best dude I love that guy so fucking much and uh, thanks so much for being on the show yeah I just saw him and he actually just moved his business into a way bigger shop so congratulations congratulations shops in a better neighborhood it's a lot less tweaky it's great
2: oh that's awesome well I hope you guys like this one Uh, it was oh knocked the mic a little bit hope you guys like this one and uh, I
1: hope you like this one
2: I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> whatever. I hope, uh, hey, Bubba and Ephraim, I hope you guys like yeah. the best of our podcast. Well, I'm one of the guys, right? <laughs> yeah. The
0: guys.
1: I, mean, I, I meant, I meant the, the
2: listeners in Listenerville. Well, they're not all guys.
0: He does have a point
2: there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Shout out everyone in Listenerville.
2: Ed <laughs> <laughs> uh, <and> Eunice. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just so g- properly
1: pronounced Udhus.
2: Udus? You said it he was Udus.
1: He, he pronounces it Udus, but he told me that the traditional pr- pronunciation of it is Udus. Udhus. Dude, I asked you so specifically how no, to pronounce it. No, and I, t- I told did. you how to pronounce it, because he doesn't say Udhus. He says Udus. But he uh, he told me that, like, back in
2: the day... I used to say, you disrespecting? It, like, you dis, you, you dissing me? No, like, no, this could be upsetting us up to get punched out, though. You yeah. Know what, you know what, dude? And setting a... Ed F setting an Ed Yudis trap for us. You know, I, I am this is Ed. what happened the last time. Dude, Ed's gonna cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm just saying.
1: Must, must no, be. I don't wanna M- I don't wanna end like I don't wanna end the Ed, Ed Udis segue. It must Ed. suck to be someone Ed doesn't like, dude. Psh, whatever, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> he likes me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll make him like me,
1: darn yeah, it. Well,
2: you know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was all positive. Anyway, I hope everyone in Listenerville really enjoys this episode with Ed Eudis. It was a pleasure to get to know him. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Udis. Eudis. I was gonna say Huda Hudis, so I'm gonna ask. Hudis. <laughs> Yudis. Ed Eudis. That's a weird or one. Or the traditional pronunciation
3: is Udhus in Norway. Yeah, Norway. Yeah. It's actually with a T. Udhus. I mean, Uthus. the outhouse in your backyard where you keep your lawnmower. Not like, not like not your shitter, but like your tool toolshed. Okay. Yeah, it's no no joke. Like, just really like to well, them. now I gotta fucking keep this part in because it's super interesting. Yeah, use, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I gotta punch in and be like, "Hey." So rad. Yeah. Wow. So. We're here with Ed U- Udis. <laughs> <Yes>. Udis. <laughs> Udis. Now you fucked me up. Um, of Zebrahead uh, and all, all like uh, imaginable. And a he's list. also the owner of uh, Get Off My
1: Case Custom Flight.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Case yeah. company. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's rad. Yeah.
1: You see that GMC
2: logo yeah, on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
3: just like road cases a lot.
2: Yeah. 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 I, actually, Brent, our, um, our our videographer, he's a, um, what are they called? The cases, the uh, Pelican cases. Yeah. yeah. He's a huge fucking Pelican They're ca- fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he's like, a, you know, we'll walk into the airport and he'll be like, oh, that's a pretty dope Pelican case.
3: think <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of shit. So we do the same, we do the same thing. Yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. like that's in too. the Pelican
1: should check out Get Off My Case. Yeah, that's a yes. wicked logo.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Some kid in Omaha made it for us. Really? Yeah, awesome. Years ago. Really? really? Yeah. Really? Nice do you grow up kid. around here? I grew up, uh, actually, I'm from Seattle, but I grew up in Fullerton, actually two miles from here. Yeah, really close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: What was it like growing up? When, like when, the, like, do you mind sharing how old you are?
3: Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm 50. Okay, I grew up like all the coolest punk bands in the world were yeah. playing here, and I went to school with all of them. And, you know, adolescence from here, DI, Social Distortion, all the, all the good stuff, man. It's awesome. it a good place to live if you mm-hmm. like music. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. What what got you into music? I mean, um, obviously
2: this is the scene and culture, but like, what was the catalyst?
3: You know, I wasn't a jock kid, and I wasn't like a nerd straight-A kid. I was kind of Mm -hmm. on the sidelines and Mm -hmm. kind of connected with music, kind of feel like I'm one of those people who learned everything they learned about life through music or touring or listening to lyrics, and sometimes that's a bad thing. But, yeah, I just always had a huge love for the local punk rock music that kind of came from here.
1: Did you ever have any inclination in the beginning? Because I used to see Ed play everywhere in his old bands, or or his old band that changed their name a thousand times. Yeah. did you have any inclination when you were playing across the street at Pete and Tony's dive bar that's no longer there that you'd be playing one day in, like, arenas in Japan? I would
3: have bet if I had it $1,000 that I wouldn't. I, would, wow. I, I wasn't, didn't even want to. It was never something I wanted to do. I just liked playing music. I didn't really care where we were playing it. Right. And the whole thought of doing all that seems like so much work, you know. <laughs> it just seemed like, you know, but once I got the – it took about 10 years for me to get the travel bug. But wow. Really? Ten years of touring. I mean, I've been to Paris seven or eight times before I bothered to go to the Eiffel Tower.
1: I remember when you start, joined Zebrahead, you talking to me about it, and you saying, I remember this having this talk with you. You were like, I
3: don't know if I want to do tour. I don't know if I want to travel. And I remember being like, dude, just do it. I think I just had like do a, it. a subconscious fear of it. Like it yeah. was something that wasn't there on the level. You had level. a lot of security at home. You had a really yeah, good job. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know. You know, I had a girlfriend. I really thought that was the one, you know, and all that yeah. stuff. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't until I went out there and did it you realized, and then the friendships with your bandmates uh, and the experiences together that was, to me, is, a, I mean, you you really aren't trading in a life of, you know, lexuses and four house four bedroom houses for, uh, you know, beer belly and a, <laughs> and a load of air miles and, and some yeah. good shows. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. really it, yeah. But it's awesome. It's I wouldn't trade it,
1: yeah. That's right. Um, sorry.
3: Sorry. I was going to say a good example. I just got to tour Australia with Ephraim and we did it low budget in a van. Yeah. And it was great, freaking awesome. It was best yeah. time ever. Yeah. Ca- yeah. Counting yeah. kangaroo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, was, it was a good time.
2: Yeah. Ephraim's still, uh, Ephraim still on fucking party buzz from it. He just keeps talking about it. It's oh, great. yeah. It was uh, so good. good yeah. I uh,
1: actually was at the first Zebrahead show ever. Really? Yeah, in at Santa Ana.
2: Oh, hold on, before you hop into this, just because there is some background noise, and I just want to—I want to get it out of the way before I forget. We are recording this at the legendary Slide Bar in Orange County, California, Fullerton. Fullerton. Um, uh, there's going to be some ambient noise in the background because it is a, as it is a venue, and it's at—I mean, it was a three rooms, four rooms of this yeah. place, two stages. It's fucking bar, awesome. Bar restaurant. If you're ever in the area, we highly recommend it. But they are getting ready for a big party night tonight because Death by Stereo is actually playing tonight in town. Yes. Um, so if you hear some noise in the background, forgive us. It's just the way it is today.
1: Shout out to the owners of the bar. The yeah, the band yeah. Lit, the Lit. Yeah, Lit yeah. guys are the nicest guys ever, and they were really cool to let us do the podcast. Super here. cool,
2: very supportive. And Josh, the uh, manager of the, the staff, everybody's been super fucking great. Good um, peeps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way because people are gonna hear plates clanking and things like that. I think we're doing it in a, in a, in a kitchen or something. I know, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you so much again for coming on. Yeah. So, so Santa Ana, that's where you're saying I, the Santa first show. Santa Ana Coos
1: Cafe it was a little house converted into a coffee shop that used to be a chop suey house. Yeah. And I watched Ed play in the living room. First Zebrahead show ever, and people went crazy. Like, that first show, it was nuts. And I was like, how is this happening? And it just happened so fast. And next thing I know, like, you guys, like, quit working. I was like, you guys are going on tour?
3: It was weird, man. I I was like, you can do that? It was weird. It was the weirdest thing ever, but it was was great. And you were part
1: of the big OC wave. I don't know about that,
3: but we definitely – I I think the record labels wanted us to be part of the OC wave. Right. But uh, it didn't naturally – work out that way but it worked out to a good blue collar career yeah which is I think better you yeah know? longevity less weird head problems uh, less you right. know less sh- stuff to deal with you know it kind of went easier on us I think
1: I, I I I'm sure you've been asked this a million times and there's a lot of people that just don't know the experience of touring <laughs> and being a band it's like is it kind of cool for you that you can go somewhere and like I've, I've seen you in Japan I, I got I got goosebumps. Fucking crazy. Yeah, and, and I watch. I've watched you rock like fifteen thousand people, dude. And everywhere we walked and around and stuff, people were like, oh, "Oh!" And then you can come here and no, your band's still really popular here, but no one bothers you.
3: No, I think it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous.
2: What was the catalyst to make it so fucking huge in Japan? Like, why did why did it catch? So honestly, big? it's like.
3: I, you know, with, not that uh, it's not great, but you know what I'm saying. No, we're not connect? great. We're just regular dudes playing play music. We had to play against Fuck, these man, guys. Those guitars, ready.
2: fucking like, like that guitar shit that we were
3: watching today. Oh, we were watching videos. Of music. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, Greg shredding. was amazing, shredding. too. Well, it, it, you know what it is? There's like a kid in every neighborhood who can do that nowadays. And it's not so much that. It's right place, right time. And we had a, an A&R guy for the label we were on in Japan who really, really cared. was I mean, a young dude. our friend and he'd dress up like in his zebra costume and go to the radio stations and harass them and he just worked his ass off for us and i really i mean we can count five people in our career who just went doing flips for us and and the reason we're still here and he's one of them the guy was amazing he just built we built a career out of it it was great yeah thank god wow yeah Uh,
1: i i've literally i'm not gonna say who seen Zebrahead play a show in japan supporting a really 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 big band mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. and i watched it i was like holy smokes half the room just walked out that was like fifteen thousand
2: people like you were in japan at the time
1: yeah i think it might have been in tokyo or I, I can't remember but
3: i think you came with us
1: yeah, yeah i was with you yeah and i literally watched half the room leave and i was like what what like holy i mean you guys i mean just walking with dan the guitarist of he Red by the merch table i remember security coming over and being like you guys got to leave because you're causing a scene yeah, like, dude my friends are Dan doing so great them. i was yeah. so proud yeah. i felt like so proud and watching you play drums and standing like next to your drums i got goosebumps
3: it's just it's just fun i mean if we get to do something that affects somebody in a positive way and they like it and we get to have fun i don't care who you are there is an invisible energy between a crowd and a band 150 wow. percent, and that is kind of addictive and fun and we're just really thankful we get to do it and it, consider ourselves lucky. At,
1: at what point, because uh, I want to get into this with you because and, and, there's a really big reason, aside from you being awesome, you're on the show. I wanted you to share your story because I really, when I talked to you, I felt like you might be able to help somebody mm, that's going through yeah. the same thing. At At what point, through all this traveling, all this... Because being on the road is tough. And, G- yeah, and yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. G- not- G- give some preface to what you're saying. Like, well, with, 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 with Ed ended up, you had back problems at a certain yeah, point I've in your got life. Really,
3: yeah. I've got three ruptured discs. Okay. And I, <laughs> when I got divorced, I gained a lot of weight because I was just happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go out and fucking tacos and have a good time, you know, with a girlfriend and have fun. And uh, gaining weight and sitting on an airplane, we do an average of 12 to, 12 to 20 12-hour flights a year. Wow. And those 12-hour yeah. flights turn into 20-hour travel days. Sitting at 90 degrees with three ruptured discs, being overweight. I was slightly overweight at the time. Now I'm pretty good overweight. Uh, it got to the point where the, the pain was incredible, like especially playing the drums with a wide stance on the pedals. Sure. And, uh, you use double kick? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just, uh, you know, even, uh, the last thing dudes in rock bands do is complain about stuff backstage. You're going to just get an earful if you do. And everybody just, you make it hard on everybody yep, if you do that. For sure. Yeah, so we just try to suck it up and... Don't cry about it you know but the result was uh go see the doctor and do stretching and chiropractic stuff and all this stuff and i went to the doctor one time he was on vacation as his guy that he hired so i got the perfect thing for you it's a nerve deal it's called tramadol it's a synthetic opiate um so an opioid yeah so here you go try this and some xanax for when you freak out on the airplane and it hurts and some advil so i got to the point you know, fast forward two years and i'm taking a tramadol a xanax a six-pack and six Advil to go to bed. Six pack of beer. Every friggin' day. Jesus. And it was manageable. I, I would pass out. I'd probably sleep four or five hours a night. And then uh, went one of the tours to Europe, I woke up one day and did, did a regular day, and I went to go to bed, and I didn't have any pills left. I had ran out. And I probably still had two more weeks of tour, and I'm not, I'm not the guy who's going to go to the doctor in like Germany and ask for tramadol. you know? It'd be kind of weird. And uh, I never smoked weed or doing anything of growing that. up you didn't like, no no i mean my mom i used to catch my mom doing it so was like i think it was weird because my mom was doing it and, like i didn't yeah, want to do kind it of wag. On. yeah, like, yeah. whatever yeah,
0: yeah. And,
3: and then when i was in the band or a guitar player great great dude who we had before dan who's a great guy but he's really into that and he would do it all day on the bus and he really into <laughs> weed you mean yeah and he would just not do anything else. That would be all he did. So I couldn't really identify with that because I like going and doing stuff and have fun and just different vibe for me. I got nothing against that. It just wasn't my thing. And uh, so I never really wanted to get into it. And I was having, f- f- uh, what do you call it? Withdrawal symptoms on the rest of that tour, not having it. Couldn't sleep. I'd see flashes of light, sweat, nausea. It was horrible. Came home, went and saw the doctor and he's like, you gotta go to rehab. It's like your body's addicted to it. You've been taking it for three years and... Yeah, you've got an op- opioid problem or opioid whatever, and um, is or you could try marijuana?
2: You, your doctor prescribed it. Yeah, he
3: goes. He he was he approached me about it because I was having a really hard time. Shout out to Doctor, uh, his name is Doctor Longnecker in Placentia, California.
2: Yeah, well that's that's <laughs> awesome. Shout out yeah. to Doctor Longnecker in Placentia. Like we had like what, what's the place? It,
3: okay? uh, it's just a, his own practice. No,
2: but the what's the place? The town?
3: Oh, Placentia. Placentia. Yeah.
1: Right up the street, Placentia, right California.
3: Street. Okay, sorry, I don't, and I don't, he, don't, don't know. Don't get but, me wrong, he's not like he's about re, a re, re, real deal doctor you can get, you know? Yeah, yeah. Very conservative. And, no, no, that's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I
2: grasp that. I'm like, again, I don't want to keep going, but my job before this is where I was to go try to convince doctors to prescribe cannabis over opioids, so I just want to give him a shout out for being that. Yeah, one, yeah, one, yeah he, was, guys.
3: he was great, and he uh, he suggested it, and he gave me the, you, you know, California, I don't know if you knew at the time, you had to go get a, a card, mm-hmm. and then the card you'd go to a legal medical dispensary. And I, and I did follow the steps and do that, and I bought it, and I didn't use it. And I was still having flashbacks, and I, I didn't even know how to pack a bowl, man. I, I didn't know how to do anything. Like, I didn't, do did have to put a screen as in? As long as I've known you, we've always drank beers. Yeah, we crushed I, so I didn't know how to together. do any of that. Never, so, never herb. Third or fourth night of having it, I have a fiancé, lovely lady, and uh, I'm talking to her about it. She's like, what, how come you haven't, you know, taken that yet? I know you're having a hard time sleeping, and this is going crazy. I can't take this anymore. You're a total ass at night when it's time for bed. And she goes, I, I smoke. I just haven't since I've been with you because you don't. So you want me to pack you a bowl? I kind of embarrassingly said, sure, yeah, yeah. And instantly, instantly within 15 minutes, I never had a flashback ever again, wow. ever,
2: really? never. And yeah, by flashback, you meant like kind of like withdrawal uh, things? Oh, sorry, like...
3: yeah, flashback to the with- withdrawal symptoms. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, wrong choice of words. No, 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 no. Yeah, I never had a withdrawal feeling again. I didn't need it. I, so even now, I, I just do it at bedtime. If I'm in Japan, I won't touch it because the law is there. In most countries, I won't touch it unless somebody else has it. I don't want to get in any kind of trouble or anything, but it it got me completely off of ever. I don't even that's take incredible. Advil anymore. I don't take anything now, ever. Now,
1: you're on the road still, so yeah. c- clearly it's working for you. Yeah. And, I mean, you're on the road, and uh, congratulations. You have a big uh, new record in yeah, Japan thanks. that's doing really well. Thanks, man. Like, you're going to be able to go out there and tour, and I mean... How much of a difference has it made for you to be able to exist well, on the road or work? It's not just that, company? like
3: my physical well-being. I would literally say did a 180 degree turn, wow. because taking all that and drinking all that every night it takes a toll. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like having a beer with my buddies. Just to have yeah. beer with my buddies, but I did so much of it for so long, trying to quell the pain that mm. I just really don't drink anymore it's because yeah, I just You're don't need it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather, if I'm, if I want I've done tried to experiment a little bit. I go see, I went and saw Super Troopers and I smoked a little bit before I saw oh, nice. it. <laughs> and I did not like the experience. like, I had like, You didn't to, like the movie or you didn't like the. The movie was pretty good. Yeah. But I didn't like it that day because I was too high. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, it had like those new seats you can lay down in and stuff. Oh, I'm seriously? like, oh, i just go and go to bed right now. What yeah. am I doing? I, it wasn't rad. It was totally different. So for me, it's purely medicine. Right. And right. that's it. But. I've never had a medicine that works more effectively in my life. Because
1: I think we need to talk to more people like you to destigmatize things like we try to do and let people know that this is something that can really help and heal you. It's not just about partying or burning one. No, not at all.
3: It actually bothers me when I watch the news now and I can't remember the guy's name, was Jeff Sessions who said marijuana was a gateway drug to opiates. What? And I'm going to tell you 150%, it was the exact opposite for me.
2: Jeff Sessions was also on the take from the pharma lobby. (laughs) Of course. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that.
3: But, you know, like, uh, I have friends whose families are Midwest upbringings, and they're the people that are afraid ISIS is in their cornfield, and they're popping their Xanax, and then they watch you smoke a joint and go, you're a drug addict, man. You're like, I don't know, man. It's all about perspective. I I think people need to be... uh, educated a little bit. So, so, on so, so you smoke, so
2: uh, we would call that, the, so, so you smoke weed for the breakthrough pain?
3: Like that's what Yeah, need? I mean, there's other options. I had the the wax, the, I tried that, and I, the, the inhaling wax, whatever, the vape stuff. Too heavy for you? It just makes me cough. Yeah. And I tried the me CBDs, too. and those are cool, and I can go to sleep, but I realized that I really kind of like the THC. Yeah.
2: The, yeah the, think, the, the, sorry. The THC, like, they're per, like, like daily, there's more stuff coming out about the medicinal qualities of THC. It's been branded as the psychedelic, you know, evil stepsister, stepbrother, sorry, of, of, of weed. But it, like, it, it is the psychoactive one, but there is tons of like pain relief, you know, symptom like symptom management more, you know, with, with THC is, is coming to be um, discussed in mainstream yeah. mainstream publications.
3: Oh, I, I think, you know, good example is my doctor suggesting it, um, right. prescribing it. Um, and, you know, we did discuss that part of it after a couple of follow-up visits, and I realized just for me personally owning a business that I move a lot of money across my desk, and I mm-hmm. always, at any given time, owe uh, amounts of money that would make people stay up do at night. Sh- do yeah. you ship
2: that money in your cases? <laughs> <No>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, ne- I never g- I never get any of it. It always goes to the customer <laughs> or whatever. Great. But the point is, I, I, I- to me, it's like uh, the soccer mom's version of a glass of wine. Yeah. Right. And, and it really is. So I... I prefer the psycho, psychoactive effects of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's nothing
2: Ooh. there's nothing wrong with it. I mean no, not at all. In my opinion. It's I mean. here for us to enjoy.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's you know, if they say things like stress yeah. to a guy who's 50 years old and a little fat, you know, I, I fit the bill of a guy who's going to yeah. keel over, you know. I think that uh, this has done that's the other thing, overall health. My stress is so much better managed now mm. because I had a good a good night's sleep happens. And I open with a fresh perspective, my eyes every morning, and I just feel better because of it. It's it's literally been like a miracle for me. What does your family and your band, because they're your family as well, how how have they all taken to you,
1: turning over this new leaf? Uh, Is your family weirded ex- out by it?
2: Oh but i but oh, turning over a new
1: leaf. I <laughs> oh, yeah. my,
3: my ex-wife's a teacher, and she's pretty, uh, pretty. I guess you could call her square. Yeah, and she's one of the first ones to it's a gateway drug, but. She'll also. That's your listen, ex-wife. Yes, but she'll also listen to me explain why and what, and she's open to it, and she's stoked for me. And as far as my fiance, she's really happy. You know, she can't uh, enjoy it with me because with her job, she He's gets testing. tested, and she has to have certain abilities, and yeah. th- that wouldn't allow for that to happen. Absolutely. So she's not allowed to do that anymore. Um, my she says so she can't
1: run that uh, jackhammer. Yeah, yeah. You know,
3: my my kids can't. Uh, my, well, my ex-wife told my oldest daughter that I do that and to my oldest daughter it's the smell that's the at the Green Day concert because but she knows what it is and she's been told that she can't touch it till she's 18 yeah how, how do, you, how do you yeah so she, so do you talk to her about it like you well I mean they're kids they go through drawers and stuff and I'm mm-hmm. sure that they find it and Mm-hmm. When I get it, I play in a rock band, so you know I get a giant jar full of it. And <laughs> I've never, I've never had to buy it since that first day at the dispensary. Mm-hmm. But it, I, you know, I go through a fingernail full a day, if that. So it lasts right. me a very long time. So the kids, I'm sure, see it, and I'm very leery of that because, believe it or not, I, I'm very conservative. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want the kids to have a conservative upbringing. Yeah, so yeah they, no problem. They know it as, as, medicine. Right. You know, and which is great. Which is just, just because it is. You know, and you're educating them. Yeah. So I think from that perspective. And the Internet's kind of cool this day, this day and age. With YouTube, you can look up things about why it became illegal and who gained from that and what they were doing and how ridiculous it was, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty much all the information's out there now if you mm-hmm. want to see it. But you know, I was under that spell growing up. I thought marijuana was this big, bad, scary thing that would make you rob a liquor store when it's... I mean, a good example in this town we're in Fullerton. A friend was a police sergeant. I probably went on 30, 40 ride-alongs in this town. Oh, Mike... Not once did I ever see someone break a law on marijuana. Not once did I see a guy beat his wife, or beat his kids, or crash his car into a tree and kill somebody. Never saw it. It's all alcohol. All every single call in this town was alcohol, man. I just never saw it. So it's a lot less scary than I think a lot of people think it is. That's the big thing. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. I noticed that at festivals and all that. Like whenever we play a a festival somewhere with one of my bands, and it's like maybe it's like oh kind of like a weed festival, heavy, hippie yeah, festival. Yeah. Dude, there's never fights. <laughs> no, yeah. there's never problems. But you go to any other fest, it's a bunch of everyone's drunk and something always happens. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious to yeah. Yeah. to me. And it,
2: it, it's remarkable because I like because I've worked in cannabis for three years. Like I come from music as well, but I've been working this for a while. It's it, it's it's cool that you're coming on here and saying that because um, I I forget because I'm in, I'm like surrounded by it. Like you know, like I'm around next to you all yeah. day, or you know, yeah. quite often, and we're just smoking weed or whatever. Yeah. and you forget that people still do look at it. As a like, like, like as a really, as a really, really bad thing. Even you know places like California or Canada where it's been legalized, um, they do like they like they're like ah fucking dopehead and stuff it's like that. I don't give a flying fuck, you know what I mean yeah. personally. But um, it's cool that you come on and, and, and say that and, and that you do like do recognize it. How, I'm curious, as, like, did you ever talk about that with the officer that you were rolling with?
3: Yeah, actually, um, one time I did do it in front of him, and he got angry and left. Really? Yeah, yeah, and we didn't have a falling out over it. He's just like, dude, I can't be around that. I get tested and I can't be around. And he was a boss guy. So I completely understand the position I put him in was unfair for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the same time he understood that it is what it is. He's just got rules. He has to abide by with his position. Right. Government. And yeah, yeah, it was one of those weird things. I think that's a lot of that. You know, I have to deal with teachers and principals all the time and they don't, it's not, it's still, it might as well be illegal to them. You know what I mean? Speaking from the
2: peripherals of a Canadian who watches, uh, (laughs) America daily. Um, you would think, and I don't know the police around Fullerton or Orange County, but you'd think you'd want the L.A. police to be smoking weed and chilling out a little oh, bit. Oh, we want the ones here
1: in Fullerton yeah, smoking yeah. weed too, man. Yeah. it pops off. but uh Yeah, but uh, y- y-
2: no, no, it's I'm not like saying anybody. everybody's a bad
1: guy. No, not no, every I cop's know some a bad cop. Police. I know some great police. But there's some bad apples, you know? And this, this, I, I think if they are smoking weed and had proper training, they'd be great and oh, agreeable. Oh,
3: this gentleman I'm referring to was definitely a good cop. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, I wasn't about. around during that bad stuff. Yeah. That oh, no, happened, no, no, no,
1: no, no. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, yeah. But he was actually a great human being, yeah, yeah. a very great human being. Yeah. Really loved in this city, so.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, that's cool. It's I think now, you can, you can get pulled over with it here and you're not going to get in trouble, right? They don't care. They don't care, right? Do
1: you have to keep it in your trunk here? You're supposed to. Yeah. Man, I've been pulled over with a glove box full, dude. Like, <laughs> And then they're like, you know, they opened it up and I'm like, oh, I got, I got, it was just before it was yeah. recreational. Well, I got a card for that somewhere and they were just like they closed it they're all just don't smoke it in your car yeah. just let me go
3: I have a question for you guys we talk about all this all the time and I've been kind of worried about this you know it stays in your bloodstream longer than alcohol for instance Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do it at bedtime what if I got pulled over speeding in the morning and they tested me would I get in trouble for it
2: um, I, how do they do testing here swabs uh, I've never been you, tested in for ca- it in, ca- in Canada um, I think you would have a leg because if you weren't like inebriated it'd have to be a time, swab um, I think you would probably get off because you do have your medical card. Do you still have your medical card up to date and stuff like no. that that's prescribed? Because no. why would you? Here, no. they're giving out DUIs for finding people under the influence um, of weed. It, it's really hard to say uh, because the cannabinoids, not cannabis, but cannabinoids inside cannabis are fat-soluble, right? So you and I are heavier guys, so it's going to stay in our system a little longer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think you would probably be... You'd get off after a night of sleep. You know what I mean?
3: I like, heard that they're doing... Take it back to the station, give you a blood test, and it's going to show up in a guy like me. Just and like a DUI? To, to them if they want to give you a DUI. Just like a DUI. Then you've got to spend 10, 15 grand to fight it and prove that you yep. didn't do it and this is when you did it. And sure enough, you're okay, you don't get it, but it's 10, 15 grand later. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: The DUI laws are ridiculous. But <laughs> my camera's at the door. Yeah, yeah, my, <laughs> Can you my get cam- my camera's butt there the on the door? The owner of please? Uh, Learn to Forget and drummer of Death by Stir in the Adolescence is <laughs> peeking at us through a glass door across the room <laughs> yeah. and uh, doing what we affectionately call here in the states hanging a BA is hanging a BA yeah a oh. BA stands for
3: bare ass ah okay yes and thank you my camera Canadian for thing? doing that what's that that's not a Canadian thing I, a I, I haven't
2: heard BA Brent you know BA he's saying no. hang a BA that's a very 80s thing remember
3: yeah oh dude you just hung a BA thanks for showing our age yeah. I know <laughs> yeah. dude all I gotta say is when I, when I, I take my kids to Disneyland because they're still little yeah and all I see is other dudes with Homer Simpson bodies and their bald heads walking around with their kids and you know these dudes are hurting and if think of all those dudes just going doing shots and drinking their jobs oh, and all dear. night to, yeah. to go to sleep like dude if they knew how Cup much pain puffs. relief was involved in this yeah how much their lives could change it's pretty interesting. It's free medicine man. you got the answer yeah. going in your backyard like the uh, yeah. mad caddies say that's <laughs> no, pretty uh pretty remarkable so, actually so yeah. do,
2: you, do, you, do you do you still smoke do you smoke weed on the tour when you can like, where, where, where oh as sometime? much as I can yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: just as, as far as bedtime goes well, yeah, yeah. this last trip to Australia I think we had a nice bag in Australia yeah actually. I got Our it once, one us. time and I had a day off in Sydney and I, uh, I think I slept 11 hours which, oh wow yeah I just needed yeah. some rest you know and it was very great it was great But guys yeah. really can't do it anymore it's like Russia or Japan or yeah. Ukraine Yeah. and it's uh, kind of it's, it's hindered it's hindered me at the border crossings a little bit yeah, because I don't. I won't lie to uh, border agents, no matter what, because no. they're they're trained to see that stuff. So just tell them the truth. Do you smoke Yeah. Do you have anyone you know? But as soon as you say yeah, you're, yeah. I'm done for a half an hour. You know, we're going to be searched and thoroughly gone through. But it's just, besides that. It's just not that big of a deal anywhere anymore. I don't think. Mm-hmm. No, it's pretty tolerated, even where it's not legal
1: in different countries. It's they they're much more lackadaisical about. Chasing you down over it, you know,
3: dude. I tell you what, if they you know, everybody says you make money if you do something really you believe in. If I got a job lobbying for legalization of marijuana, I'd be a zillionaire because I just one hundred percent believe. Well, because you believe in it, it and it's should true. Absolutely, be one hundred percent legal everywhere. I do not understand why it would not be. It completely changed your life, one eighty. It's the most positive thing that's ever happened to me that Holy that man. I've ever taken, any ever. I mean, I was in bad shape. It really saved my deal. It was great. It saved you from becoming a full-blown addict, probably. Oh, dude, I got kids, man. I got to be on my toes. I got to be a yeah, good so dad. I, be, be they, here I for can't. Them. I can't be taking Tramadol and Xanax and six-pack of beer. What if the house catches right. on fire? I mean, that's bad. so. When you're on that, you're just fucking dazed out, right? Just smashed. I things. have no idea because I'm not even conscious. That's bedtime. I'm just gone. That's. I might as well. How are you gonna get
2: woken up if something's going on? Yeah, I
3: I I never woke up once for those any time during that. Yeah.
2: Has the smoking weed helped with weight loss at all? It helped me a bit. It
3: helped me actually gain weight. Oh, did it? Because, (laughs) dude, I had always seen the munchies jokes in movies and stuff, but had no
2: experience with that. It's
3: real, dude. I I could be like, go out and have a nice dinner, come home, be full, hit that up, turn on the Netflix, not be hungry at all. Fifteen minutes later, I'm like. Where's the Cheetos? <laughs> I mean, it's too, it's bad, bad. My like yeah. chick got to keep stuff out of the house. I gained a lot of weight once I started, but I'm that guy who's just, you know free from a bad divorce and yeah. able to make any kind of choice you want. So most of the time it was <laughs> the Cheetos or Speed butter sandwich <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah i've gotten better at it now i just don't keep stuff around the house yeah yeah we try to pack the house up with
2: uh with like as many berries and shit as i'm <laughs> yeah meat all the time. totally no, you're just like i'm gonna need, need health healthy shit, snacks health no choice but something good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Just deprive yourself
1: well, I actually was on Torn. We were in Hamilton, Ontario with Voodoo Glow Skulls and Ben invited us over and it was quite a healthy, yeah. all these grilled veggies. And I was like, that's oh, great. that's got well, it down. I, I,
2: I, I do, I, I also came out of a, a marriage. Um, fortunately, it wasn't, it wasn't too, like we just kind of grew apart. Yeah. Um, we're still buds, you know, shout out to, to her. Um, but, um, I wasn't happy within it, and she wasn't happy. You know, you're not in the right fit. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And so I, I had gained. Uh, I was up to about 340, and I don't really know how much I was, and I, and I lost a hundred, about a hundred pounds. I think. Wow. I got, I got Congrats, nine. man. Thanks, but that was cutting beer out. I cut, no, out, I cut, I cut out beer 100%. Uh, usually, I don't do, didn't do bread for a long time. Now I've been fucking cheating. I got to get back on it. Now, oh, I want to lose another 30, but that's fantastic. Yeah, but yeah, but um, for me, we'd like, if I, if I'm the right regimen, because I smoke all day, so i like, I'll smoke strains that are like keep me awake but don't make me hungry things like that yeah. you know what i mean so so
3: you know um, the science of it though that's kind of yeah. cool well, it, it, it it's it's
2: uh, it's it's really helped me out as well like i've all sorts of fucking misfires going on in my brain all the time no, I, I don't need to get in it anyway it, cuz i'm sure i have a thousand times of people listening to this podcast have probably heard it but um yeah it 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 it, it helped me 100% dude like like 100% i can't even it helped everybody in my life because I can't even imagine like when I was in bands and stuff like that touring all the time, like I would just wake up so anxious with so much anxiety and fucking like what's going on next, what's going on with the record, what's going on and I'd just fuck up everybody's oh, yeah, day. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just like that first email. And it's like, even now when I send out an email, I probably revise it about three times cause I'm so direct. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, that reads like a real fucking dick, but I didn't, I didn't mean it to come off that way. Um, and I just, I can't even like, I don't even know why some of these people are my friends because I can be such a fucking <laughs> dick. You know, if I, if I don't start smoking weed and like regulate my moods in the morning and like, because I get anxiety. So now I get like, you know, and I'm just wake up fucking angry sometimes. That, I
3: was literally in a bad marriage. Nothing against my ex as well. Um, Nice enough lady. We just didn't fit. Yeah, I would wake up mad about that. Mad about not knowing where I'm going, what's going on with, you know, you're in a rock band and, you don't know if you're going to make money or not. You don't know if I'm owning my own business. You never know if you're going to pay check on Friday. Being
1: in a rock band is hard because, dude, you could do a tour one year. That particular territory is slamming. You go back 12 months later. What? It's feast Where or famine? Go? Yeah, 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 feast or famine. Well, Things we call change. It, People change. Uh, People change.
3: For me, it was like interjecting apathy, but not, not a responsible apathy. Right. Kind of a, dude, you've done the best you can. Can you look at yourself and say you've done the best you can? Right. Yes. All right, at that point, let apathy prevail a little bit. Let's let the river flow where it's going to flow. Mm-hmm, right. Do your best, learn from it, and move forward. That's kind of giving me the, it's, it's giving me the ability to look at things that way. I feel like drinking. You don't wake up in the same mindset that you would had you hit, oh. hit the marijuana. I, I get
2: I get the fucking drinker's remorse, man, large. Yeah. Especially because I like I'm not going to lie to anybody. Like once I get a few in me, like I'll make all the right calls to all the wrong people. You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and all, like I, I can be I, I can be up till fucking you know. I I have to really police myself, man, because I, like, you know, never the success of you guys, but we, you know, we did do pretty good for a while, and I was on the road for quite some time and definitely partied, and, like, I hear what you're saying fucking loud and clear. Um, For me and my homies back home, like, uh, it was kind of just, like, the un- like, the un- the un- what's it- it was just everybody's way of getting off of fucking drugs. You know what I mean? Like, like nobody talked about it. But like, Hey man, you've been fucking partying too hard. You got to go start smoking fucking weed. Yeah. Lock yourself in your Chill house for out. a few weeks. Yeah. And we all, we all like, it was just kind of without even knowing the terms like exit drug or things like that. Um, that's how me and my fucking friends. It's always not used a gateway it. drug.
1: It is an exit drug. You will. Yeah. For some people, you know, for
2: some people, some like, you know, everybody's different. That's the problem right? with addiction. You can't predict it. Right. And, and, and um, if you have an addictive gene, that like you
3: can get addicted to anything. Really, it's, oh, absolutely, that's that you get addicted to the dopamine. Let's be yeah. honest. So you you could see from a a, a teacher or a principal's point of view, if you're looking at a 13 year old who's wow. gonna who's gonna try weed, they might be the kid who's gonna try the next thing. So I understand their mindset when they're looking at something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's one fair dem- enough. one demographic. Absolutely, one, and I think you do need to be mindful uh, and. I, I, for me personally, I don't think 12 year olds should be smoking No, weed. fuck no. Yeah. That's just me. But
2: can
1: make a responsible choice at I, that age. I,
2: yeah. I, I, I do, I do, you know? I, I am, I am interested in, and I will say this, I, I am interested in, um, CBD for kids. Absolutely. Uh, like especially in athletes.
3: Seizures and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And
2: then there's also a whole bunch of stuff. My friend Riley Cote, he used to play for, um, the, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. He owns a company called, um, Athletes for Care out of Philadelphia. And, um. One of, their, one, of the, one of their talking points, anyway, I don't think this is a low, like, this is not low-hanging fruit, um, but one of their talking points is um, that there's a lot of clinical studies that just that uh, indicate that CBD can uh, reinforce the protective sac, I'm using the wrong words, that, that surrounds your brain, so athletes like hockey players, like kids who are like, you know, like, I don't know how the you know semi-professional we'll just call it because I don't know how your leagues work here right. yeah. um, those kids are getting concussions like fucking night and well, day, day. And, oh, yeah. and so there's a lot of preventative um, benefits of CBD for, for, for that kind of stuff um, so it's, it's I, I will say for kids I think maybe people should you know relax on that especially like, I'm, have, I'm have, like,
3: as as a medicine yeah yeah not like getting yeah. stoned on yeah, the couch yeah seven. yeah yeah oh 100% that's what yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, too yeah. as a medicine dude I think it should be <sighs> in the pharmacy well, absolutely well, everything that's beneficial I don't understand yeah. why it's not I don't get it it blows my mind. Yeah. We're getting there. Now, do, you,
2: do you find, because um, you, you, you did say that you're like, a, a bit more conservative, do you, like, and then you're a rock man, do you hang out with the, like, cause, like more conservative kind of thinking people with your family and stuff like
3: that? Uh, well, you know, I've been surrounded by people who take everything all the time. Sure. And to me, it, it took away any mystery of uh, wanting to try anything because yeah. you see people having a hard time with stuff okay. when they abused it. Not, not marijuana so, yeah, so much, yeah. but everything else. Um. And I've always just been kind of conservative. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I'm a weird mix. But conservative in the sense that you do, I would call Ephraim conservative as far as morality goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's doing the right thing for the right reason all the time. Not because you have to believe with a dude with a beard and a book Mm -hmm. on the cloud or anything, just because it's the right thing to do. So in that sense, I'm conservative. I don't want to do a bunch of cocaine and steal my ex-girlfriend's stereo. And I'm right, liberal yeah. as fuck, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, Dude, <laughs> I'm totally joking. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, if people want to do that, I don't have a problem with it. Get all, all, all. out no, and turn the vacuum cleaner into my, a periscope? Yeah. Yeah. In that sense, <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? We, conservative in the sense that we have a job to do. We show up and do the job. We don't have any stories about us being too drunk or yeah, right. cracked out to do we our get job. It done. Yeah. 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 We get it done. So, in that sense, very conservative. Professional, at least try to be professional. Yeah. And I, you won't see me, I don't drink and drive ever, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to kill a family coming home from Disneyland, wherever the hell they're at. It's mm-hmm. not what I want in my life, you know what I mean? So in that sense, I'm very conservative compared to some of the people in rock bands that I might hang out with. But the ones that I hang out with, they don't do bad things to bad people. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: a lot different than people would think out here in, in, in the music world. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, it's like anything. There's crazy people, yeah. really exceptionally crazy people, but yeah. for mm-hmm. the most part, everybody's a lot more responsible, as you know, and mm-hmm. everybody's, we're at work. Yeah, We're working. We're trying to get by. So it's, it's a lot different than people would think. And sometimes they think of the drugs in the party. Sometimes the people that are addicted are doing it to get by because it's such a physically they, they taxing job, as, as you, you know. know
3: interesting side note. Everybody I know who does crazy drugs and steals things aren't in rock bands. Right. Mm-hmm. All my friends in rock bands who do anything above marijuana do it because they simply haven't slept in 13 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to do shows. And you get up on stage and do two and a half hours of, like, the gnarliest workout you've ever done in your life mm-hmm. while you're screaming till you're going to throw up. I mean, yeah. and you haven't slept, You sometimes they do whatever they need to do. Yeah, Oh, I, that's, that was definitely one of the traps that I fell into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I totally get that. So I'm definitely not judging anybody yeah. to each his own. Right. Um, if, if I had a friend who was falling by the wayside from doing that, I'd definitely have a talk with them. Help just, them out. I don't have any friends, thank God, are doing that right now. Mm-hmm. You know? We're all doing good. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. not about how much money you make or what your house looks like. Right. About what kind of effect you can have on the world and if you're having a good time. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of it. And you can
1: I love be- your attitude, dude. And I've always that's appreciated awesome. you. Yeah. Since day one, when I met Ed in the 90s, I met Ed because he was saved me from getting into a little dust-up one night. But, uh, we you were getting yeah, into a dust-up? I know. <laughs> it's so stupid. And uh, I was, it was young. It was a long time ago. But Ed always kind of like, Kept me close, showed me a lot, taught me a lot, kind of showed me the way in a lot of ways. And I watched what his band did my whole life,
3: and just I wanted to do it too.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, so it was really inspiring to me watching Ed and It was inspiring to us to watch Ephraim, because he's more of a. To me, if I had to describe the most punk rock person I know, it would be Ephraim. Yes. And I would call a lot of the people that people call punk out as bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not gonna argue with that. Yeah, yeah Ephram's not bullshit. He doesn't have the. He doesn't have the same it, flags that the other people have. He's it, got his own flag. If, if, yeah, I agree. If if, uh, if if I wanted to say something
2: complimentary towards Ephraim, which I don't because he's been extremely yeah. racist towards Canadians this whole <laughs> <year. laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been picking out Canadians this whole time. Um, They've been in Canadians. LA. He,
3: You're just mad because they have better looking women than us. Sorry, America. Whoa. Yeah, we do have Ooh, good looking. We, Zing. we do get to look
2: at a lot of good looking ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't, I'm sorry. We don't get to do anything with them. <laughs> I got to. See them. I, got to yeah. I cut off your compliment to Ephraim I apologize. Yeah. No, um, yeah, uh, please uh, don't cut off the compliment. Uh, <laughs> no, please what continue, what man. I, what
2: I was going to say is that the cool thing about Ephraim um, uh, is that we met 20 years ago, and um, mm-hmm. we were just always like, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, we just always stayed friends, and and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, that's really, and not not to diminish that, like our friendship isn't like less, like, like you know, special or you know, disingenuine or anything. But then uh, as I come down here more, I'm just like, holy fuck, that's just the way that dude is. And that dude's so <laughs> magical that he's got time to have 20, 30 year old, 40 friends and know, like, I like, remember everything about their life, remember everything about their bands, remember everything about their fucking high school fucking brothers' bands, you know, and just like be like, it was so rad. <laughs> like, and, 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 it, and it's something that, like, that is very rare. So, And, and you're uh, such I a think, treat to be around. Yeah, he he <laughs> plays
3: music because he fucking likes to play music. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: That's legit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the real deal. But I learned we, that from you and all our friends, you know? Yeah, but you do it on a different level than we do. Hmm. Like some of my favorite shows I've seen were on this last trip. Just we had some not we had a couple super, stinkers. A couple stinkers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, those shows for them. me if you
1: can't stand the heat.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had some slammers and we had some stinkers. Yeah, that, like, but like the any stinkers band. were my favorite by far. Actually the yeah, funnest yeah.
1: shows we played were the couple stinkers. Yeah. Like it, we all kind of just went off like double hard. It was stinkers in, in, in
2: turnout or stinkers, in, stinkers in, in turnout? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like put the I, I, I like how you rolled your eyes like stinkers in turnout, dude. Like, like, what, you, like, do you think we're not going to fucking kill it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but,
1: we show. went double as hard <laughs> yeah. and we all watched each other's bands and we're having such a good time. Yeah. We're climbing up the walls. It was, it was probably the wildest shows. No, the that tour. was
3: a trip where you strip away all the bullshit. Yeah. And no, you don't get a fucking case of water. Sorry. Yeah, you're not saying You you're not want water, and, go up and get the shitty faucet water and shut your mouth and play. No, no fancy hotel you know, tonight. It. You load your shit, you unload your shit, you set it up, you set up everything, you do it all, and you know you can't have any water, you gotta I pay have, for your beer. I've beers, done you. a tour of love for two like that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and we all know how that is. Yeah, like, yeah, fuck. It's Feast or Famine. I mean, some days, like, as, as you know, especially, Ed, you'll play somewhere to 15,000 people, then you'll go somewhere and play for
3: 150 people. Happens all the time. Yeah you know? To every fucking band. Least, Absolutely. Okay, what Metallica. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Wrong. except Metallica. I, I, I yeah. can't relate to Green Day and Metallica because they have a success. Well,
1: Metallica played uh Antarctica, and not that many people showed up. There's a whole
3: bunch of penguins there, though. Really,
1: yeah, they really did. Did they really? You can watch it on, and online.
3: nobody showed up. I mean,
1: there's a few people. I mean, psh, was Metallica's there penguins not that big in Antarctica? <laughs> there's no one in Antarctica to go see them.
3: Yeah. You're know yeah. my penguin question.
1: What was that? Was there penguins there? They were really hot penguins. I, I like a man in a were tux. They all,
2: were they all wearing tuxedos? Yes. That, that's why I, pre- I love a man in a uniform. A bunch of penguins in Napster t-shirts? <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, shit.
1: They were all mad about St. Anger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dun, 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 dun.
3: <laughs> I think I'm still mad about St. Anger. <laughs> that yeah. snare sound, man. Yeah. 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 It's wow. crazy.
2: How did that? Like, what do we not gonna get this?
1: L- Lars did a uh, an interview, and I heard him say he's all, "Oh, you want to know how I got the snare sound for Saint Anger? I just threw it down sta- the stairs." It sounds like he was like joking it. around oh. about his own his own, oh, that's his own. Cool. He's all, "I just threw my snare down the my snare down the stairs."
3: It's really you say that because he talked about uh, not Toronto, um, the French one, uh, uh, Montreal. Yeah and i threw my snare down the stairs of that club with the giant stairway Oh in. you did? Remember that what's that fucking club? Fufu and Electric? Yeah, yeah. Metropolis
2: with the square and then you yeah. go around the back and yeah. they have the Yeah, okay. yeah.
3: I was drunk and i just threw my snare in the case all the way down. poofs And it was totally fine. That's amazing. I just remember watching it go down the You stadium.
1: guys played with Metallica in Japan, right? Yeah. That's so rad. It was pretty rad. who's actually. on that bill?
3: Sex Pistols, Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, Marilyn <laughs> Manson. It was pretty amazing. I watched a lot of good bands that day. You know, I, I don't molly. own a Marilyn Manson record, but his show was amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, I don't own a record. Their show was amazing. I can imagine. Wow. Sex Pistols, not a big fan of after watching that. Right. I like. Uh, so basically, you don't like any
1: band and own no records, but at that show, you loved them all. No, he
3: liked the
2: Sex Pistols, but then didn't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know the best, best, best show I ever saw? Fucking faith no more in Belgium. Oh They blew. Was it on this mine. new tour? No, it was like maybe four years ago when they were doing the whole red drapes. Oh yeah, it was in the white radical. in the white suits. Yeah. That, oh yeah. fuck! I feel like that was like the
2: recent, but they I saw o- that tour too. They opened with reunited, it was, right? It was
3: they did. Reunited. Yeah, they did reunited. Which A uh,
2: mine. They opened with get the motherfucker on the phone. Nice. A new tune. I like, and, and I didn't like that song when I first heard it, and then I heard it live, and I was like, yo, this is good. On that tour, they also played uh, Ben Michael
1: Jackson's Ben. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it's close to your heart, I'm sure. Beautiful song. Yeah. Pat hits every
3: note. He was, uh, he was making fun of everybody in the front row the whole time. But he was so witty and sharp and fast. Oh, yeah. And he could sing like a mo- – it was, it was the best show ever. He, he hasn't lost a thing. No no. 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 They were phenomenal. The whole band was – and we get to see – we're lucky. We get to see – we're just pretty much a festival band. So all I do is fly around the room and play these gigantic festivals, all these rad bands. So cool. Awesome. So You're playing
1: cool Download shows. coming up, right? Yeah. And uh, you have a new record out. Let's talk about it. What's going on with Zebrahead right now? You have a brand new record out.
3: Uh, we're like one eighth of the way into it like one eighth of the way into a tour cycle um, New record called brain invaders. Mm-hmm. we worked on it for like two years with Paul minor and yes. Paul minor is the shit. He's amazing mm-hmm. Legendary
1: um, producer from Orange yeah, County.
3: Yeah, he's great. This is the first record. We decided we're we always were kind of like told you got to do this You got to do that by a label in Japan by Sony and uh, this record we literally just did what we wanted to do and like Dan would bring in some thunderous metal song, I'm like, yeah, fuck it, yeah, let's put it on the record. That's awesome because that's the music we all like, you know. We, right. would ne- we would probably never listen to bands that wrote the singles like that we wrote when Japan was saying do it. Don't get me wrong, I stand behind all the music and I love everything we've made. I'm stoked on it, but this one was just a little more free and fun. More for you, yeah. And, and it's weird. The result has been really positive, so we're super stoked. We have uh, I think I'm going to Europe for four days next week. I'm going to Europe for eighteen days in June. Going in July a couple of times, going in August to Japan and Europe, then going back for a month long in September in Europe. So I think we'll do Europe seven or eight more times this year. And Holy fuck. Asia one time more. We've, been to, we, we've gone to Australia and Japan on this record so far from January. So great. It's just fun. If you like airline miles, beer bellies, and T-shirts, this is the fucking job for you. Exactly. I miss my kids. I miss my girlfriend. Yeah. I miss my business because it's hard to my yeah. partner. my partner at work. Slays it. He's nice. the fucking. How do people best dude. find your business? Yeah, show Uh Just GMC TV or G- on Instagram, G O M C cases. Okay. Um, you know, you need guitar cases, amp cases, you drum make cases. Cases
1: for anyone from flogging Molly to I mean, they're the biggest yeah. people in the business. I, I can't
3: think of a whole lot that we don't make them for. I'm sure there's a million, but right off the top of my head, we make them for a lot of people. It's uh, it's cool. uh, it's fun. It's really it's cool to make cool stuff, but it's yeah. a bad business model. You're making something that's supposed to last forever. I know. You know what right? I mean? So it's not like you're going to churn them out right. like papayas, you know what I mean, or cigarettes. Um, yeah. A lot of work goes in it. They're all custom for whatever yeah, the yeah, specific, yeah. It's, it's, specific it's, person's needs it's are. It's fun. It's a fun gig. I, we started doing it because we needed cases for ourselves. And right. We just, I don't know how. They,
1: we, they made a, kiss, a, a case for a, a, a full-size missile.
3: Oh, yeah. Everything from missiles. They're, all, they're not real missiles. They're prototypes. They're like the prototypes. Yeah. So the plastic uh, the injection molding companies that make them. So everything. Yes, yeah, so if they're going to wind test a new drone, um, a one-quarter scale model of like a fighter drone or some shit will, will make the case for it. Wow. Bit, Do you get yeah. to
2: see the drone? And does it-
3: no, actually, yeah. we don't. We have to sign NDAs, and then we get diagrams of how to cut the foam. So we can see the shape of it. That's it. Wow. We can't see what it is, and we can't show anybody. And- Isn't that fascinating? It's, it's really neat, actually. But they're, the aerospace guys are kind of tough to deal with because they, they, they micromanage so much. And we're, we're like, dude, just give me inches and 90 degrees and we can move on with my J. Because yeah, I'm making exactly. fucking boxes, man. It's not yeah science yeah. here. We're not yeah. sending rockets to space like you are. We're not. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We don't You're need not to actually know.
2: sending this case
3: to space, right? That's yeah. Awesome. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. Uh, NASA scientists and guitarists, they're the same. Like the guitar, <laughs> guitar guitar players will be like, yeah, I need a pedal board. And all you need to ask is width by depth. And they'll be like, I'm going to put, and then they'll list 64 pedals and the oh, cables geez. that go between them and the power supplies. And you're like, dude, that's rad, but I play drums. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Just how big do you want it, please? <laughs> you know, and that's, that's just it. And they're all super cool dudes, you know, and, they're, and we're stoked for them because they're gearheads. They're, yeah. Without them, we wouldn't have a business. So we're super stoked. It's just, I, I'm Involuntarily learning all about guitar stuff because of them, you know what I mean? It's kind of fun, I guess. So funny. Yeah. Then when they when their bands don't make it or they get sick of playing, they can go join JPL. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah. they ask you for really weird cases. Yes.
2: Well, man, I think we took up enough of your time today. Thank you so, yeah, of for so much you for coming, guys.
3: This was awesome, dude. I, I, you know, Ephraim's my buddy and lifelong friend. So this to me, if he's involved, it's rad. Number yeah, one, oh, so you. much. And, and number two, I mean, you of course, it feels totally rad and legit, but I just want to say, man, if you're in a lot of pain and yeah. things aren't working for you, that opioids and stuff like that, man, are not the way to go. They are definitely not the way There's to go. There's a way out. There's an easy way out. A fun, easy, healthy, feel good, natural, positive... Effective way out.
2: Yeah. And, it, and it may work for you. We, let's be serious. Yeah, like, absolutely. It may work absolutely. for you. It may work yeah. For yeah. Yeah. It's not That's a guarantee. Great. Nothing's a guarantee in life, but oh. if it works, it really can work.
1: And before, before I forget, Zebrahead official on social media, right?
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: So thank look up you. Zebrahead, check out Brain Invaders. It's a really yeah. good record. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. I
3: love you guys, man. You always too.
2: have, day one. Yeah, hell yeah. Ed, thank you so much for telling dude, of us of how course. you got into yeah. the weed, man. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> nice.
3: Thanks, guys. Right on, dude. This episode is
2: presented
0: by Potguide and WikiLeaf. Please follow ITW on Twitter and Instagram at GetIntoTheWeeds. You can follow Ben Rispin at Ben Rispin. You can follow Ephraim Martinez-Schulz at FByStereo. And me, Bubba Nicholson, at Bubba Nicholson. ITW's theme music was written by Jacob Bergsma of My Son the Hurricane. Visit them at www.msthofficial.com. Special thanks to our friends at Puff Digital, Program Skate & Sound, and the Slide Bar in Fullerton, Orange County. Sound engineering provided by Roman Marconi at Halo Studios Hamilton. ITW was created by Ben Rispin and is produced by Master Volume.